WWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who is heading down the road to Summerfest. It's Captain Tiz. Thank you, Silves. And let me tell you something, everybody. I am hot for the summer. That is, I think we are all hot given how the weather has been, Tibbs, but in all honesty, you want to talk about the hottest party of the summer, it is going to be taking place at Summerfest. It is going to be an absolutely phenomenal show where we are going to see the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, an absolutely historic tournament. We have seen men like uh, Guy Fieri, a former JWF champion, guys like the Hammerman who has had a, a massive amount of success in this company this tournament can make or break careers as we have seen in the past absolutely sills and i think uh, something we should point out is that none of the previous king of the seal city winners are in this tournament right now so it is going to be a new victor that is right, Tibbs. But for right now, why don't we go to another quarterfinal match as the man known as the Nightmare, Gazi, faces off against the Jebedook. And Tibbs, you know these two are no strangers to one another inside that squared circle. In our developmental territory, JXT, Gazi always wanted to get one up on the Jebedook. Jebedook, of course, being seen as the face of JXT. And you know Gazi always kind of had that itch in his craw when it came to that. Some would say that Gazi was always in Jeb's shadow, Sills, and I think that is an apt, apt comparison. That is right, and that bell goes ding, and oh, look at that, Gazi immediately going after those long, spindly legs of the Jebedook. Some vicious kicks from the Nightmare possibly might have been learned from his former mentor, Papa Bliss. We know the big Papa likes to employ those heavy kicks, and well, speaking of former mentors, Tibbs, we got to talk about what happened last week with Gazi. This action is hot in the ring, but it was even hotter last week when Gazi came out to the ring assaulting his former mentor, Scotty Moore. Uh, it was absolutely a vicious assault in the center of the ring. That is right, so, so let me tell you something. If you are a former mentor of Gazi's, you better watch your ass, because he'll come for you eventually. <laughs> that is right. I mean, everyone's wondering what is going through his mind, but ooh, look at that. Looks like the Jebedook's boot is going through his mind right now. A massive boot straight to the jaw, sending him to the mat. Going for a quick pin is the Duke one, but Ugazi immediately kicking out. I mean, we like to joke about the nightmare every once in a while, but we know it's going to take a whole lot more than that to keep Gazi down. Absolutely, but if anybody is capable of bringing that kind of fire, that kind of heat, it is none other than the Jebedook himself. That's right. Now look at this Jebedook working over that right arm of Gazi. And, and Tibbs, I'll be honest, when you said this match was tonight, I, I don't think we expected to see any traditional wrestling out of these two individuals, but Jebedook appears to be putting on an absolute clinic going after that arm of Gazi. And you got to think that is turnabout being fair play. Gazi's big move he likes to employ, that big arm breaker. It has put men on the shelves. It has nearly ended careers, and it looks like Jebedook is showing him exactly how much damage he can do to an arm as well. Absolutely, Sills, and also that that makes Gazi's offense a whole lot less powerful if his arms are weakened in this state. The Jebedook, he knows he knows his opponent better than just about anybody. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. I hate to interrupt you, Tim, but what, what is Jebedook thinking now? He has got the arms of Gazi hooked in. Oh, my God, the cattle mutilation just absolutely tearing those arms back. Uh, is, I don't understand how Gazi's not immediately tapping. This is vicious. 
That is a beautiful submission right there. The cattle mutilation. Something that the Jebeduk can pull off with style, grace, and God, that looks painful. That's right. I mean, let's not forget that tall, slender frame of the Jebeduk allows him to be insanely flexible. As, oh, he just wrenches up on those arms. He may rip the shoulders out of the socket. But, oh, unfortunately, Ghazi managing to stretch that leg out, barely getting onto the rope. You can see our referee calling for the separation, and Jebeduk finally releases. But, oh, Tibbs, it looks like he doesn't need the cattle mutilation as he backs up into the corner. He is going to that dark place looking for that duke a whirl he likes to employ. But, oh, unfortunately, Ghazi just nailing him with a big strike to the jaw, laying him out in the center of the ring. And Tibbs, the nightmare has got to make a comeback right here. Absolutely, the Jebeduk seems to have an answer for everything that Ghazi, is, that Ghazi has brought to him tonight. And I cannot stress, just, uh, never underestimate the Jebeduk. His small frame hides a very powerful, powerful being underneath. That's right, now Ghazi rushes towards the ropes. Ooh, beautiful springboard into, whoa, what a reverse DDT, sending the Jebeduk straight down into the mat. Now, Oh, what's Ghazi thinking? Going to that top rope. Might be looking for that gauze bomb splash he likes to employ, but wait, what the hell? Instead, he opts to deliver a very familiar-looking elbow drop straight to the heart of the Duke one before... Ah, oh, Tibbs, look at this. Ghazi backing up into the corner, not even going for a pinfall. Hey, look at him. He's prepping for a super kick, blatantly mocking our captain's champion, Scotty Moore, who, of course, is known to employ that move from time to time. Yeah, Sills, I don't know if this is a good idea on Ghazi's part. Uh, he seems to be focusing more on Scotty Moore than his actual opponent tonight. That's right. No, unfortunately, it does not pay off for him as the Jebeduk hits a massive clothesline into the corner and then a second goes for thirds, but ooh, Ghazi avoids it. And now, uh oh, oh, Tibbs, look at this Jebeduk in a dangerous place. Ghazi hooking the arms, dragging him to the center of the ring before, oh my God, a vicious bloody eagle straight to the skull of the Jebeduk, dropping it into that hardened mat. Goes for the pinfall. One, two, Ooh, Jebeduk, look at that, getting his foot on the ropes at the very last minute, forcing the rope break. That is the thing about the Jebeduk, with that long frame of his, you gotta be careful where you go for those pinfalls, because he can get the ropes from just about anywhere. Exactly, Selzman, you gotta think about the self-awareness of the Jebeduk to be able to flail his leg up just like that at the very last second, last gasp, uh, chance to break that pinfall. Yeah, it's a wait, wait, hold on a second. Ga what is Ghazi thinking, Tibbs? He is going to the outside, looking underneath that ring and, oh, Tibbs, look at that. He has brought out that steel pipe that he likes to employ in these matches that he uses to destroy his opponents. But wait a minute, Tibbs, Tibbs, that's Scotty Moore, the captain's champion. The captain's champion has come out and he has ripped that steel pipe straight out of the hands of the Nightmare before sending him directly back into the waiting arms of the Jebeduk who takes him down with the Ducal Whirl. Goes for the pinfall, one, two, three. And just like that, Tibbs, the Jebeduk finds himself heading towards the semifinals and Ghazi unfortunately falling to the wayside. And once again, we have seen Ghazi try to use these tactics, use the steel pipes, and it has never paid off for him. And it shows right here as Scotty Moore prevents him from getting that victory.
Absolutely, Sills. That was a pure desperation maneuver on the part of Gazi right there. It, it would have gotten him disqualified. It wouldn't have ended well for him either way. It was just Gazi wanting to cause more pain. And we could see how that intervention from Scotty Moore just made it even worse and ended badly for Gazi. Oh, and actually, speaking of the captain's champion, it looks like he's coming over here to the desk and it looks like he's asking for a microphone. I guess we need to go to the ring and hear what the captain's champion has to say after that match. Oh, Gazi. Gazi, Gazi, Gazi. The more things change, the more they have stayed the same. Nearly one year after you debuted in this company by attacking me and trying to make a name off my back, you try to do the same damn thing again. Look, believe me, Gazi, I understand that you want to make history. I understand that you want to be famous. But if your last year is anything to go off of, you ain't going to reach the top of the mountain by attacking Scotty Moore with a lead pipe. At the end of the day, no matter how many times you attack me from behind, as many times as you wrap that lead pipe around my throat and drop my skull into concrete, it's not going to change the fact that I'm the captain's champion and you're still the sad, tiny boy that finds himself in desperate situation after situation, crying out for someone in this audience to give a shit about you when no one will. But believe me, Gazi, I give a shit. I'm paying attention to you. I see what you can do in this ring. I have seen what you've been able to do, and I see the type of wrestler you can be. But the steel pipes, the backstage assaults, the cheating, Look, bud, take it from someone who's used just about every dirty move in the playbook. They don't pay off. But what does pay off is your fight, your grit. People don't judge your greatness based on how you act with a lead pipe in your hand. People judge your greatness by how you act when you're bloodied and beaten on the ground. So will you stay down or will you keep bringing the fight? That's what I'm aiming to find out, my dear Goswell. If you have the courage to get up and face me man to man. And since uh, it looks like you're not going to be in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, it looks like that your Summerfest is now wide open. So I'm now going to challenge you to a match to see if you have the balls to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the champ, knowing that your ass is about to be grass, knowing that a year of torment is coming back to be thrown directly in your face, that's what I want to find out, Gazi. Which is why at Summerfest, if you want to stand up and if you want to bring a fight, I'm more than willing to bring my own. Well, Tim Scotty Moore with an emphatic declaration right there. Looks like he has challenged the Nightmare to a Summerfest rematch. But let's not forget at last year's Summerfest, things did not go well when Scotty took on the man known as the Nightmare. That is very true, Sills. However, it looks like Scotty Moore and Gauzy both are in very different places than they were last year. And I think in his current state, Gauzy, he's got a lot to worry about. 
That is right, but speaking of last year's Summerfest, it was also the debut of a great match known as the Developmental Rumble. Tibbs, we have got an amazing division known as JXT. A lot of people call it a feeder system, call it developmental, but in my opinion, those wrestlers down there have been fully developed. A lot of those guys are just itching to get to the main roster, to get the opportunity to mix things up with some of the veritable legends on our roster, and that is what the Developmental Rumble is all about 10 of our finest wrestlers from JXT come to our main roster try to toss one another over that top rope and whoever stands tall at the end is going to find themselves with a contract for a JWF championship match of their choosing in the future exactly so it is the ultimate hot shot for plenty of people that deserve it and here we're going to see it again I mean, hell, let's not forget the winner of last year's Developmental Rumble in less than a year is standing in our ring with the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. Robert Hill dominated that match, came out victorious, and look at where he has come this year. He, uh, he is an unstoppable freight train, Sills. He came out in that Rumble, he decimated, and he did not stop, and he continues to decimate to this very day. That's right, and of course, we know Robert Hill, a big favorite to win last year. This year's big favorite to win is none other than the JXT World Heavyweight Champion himself, Mark Plays. And Tibbs, Mark is a guy who, he's not your traditional wrestler. He's not one of these guys who likes to come out, talk up a big game. He is a, he is, calls himself the gamer's gamer. He calls himself the legend of the millennials. And in my opinion, that kind of look towards the future could do wonders in JWF. You know, Sills, uh, you might have a point. Honestly, I don't get the appeal, but Mark, he has shown himself to be an able fighter, nigh unstoppable in JXT, almost completely perfect record in one-on-one -on -one matches, and, and damn it, Sills, he could, he, he seems like a guy who could even take it to Robert Hill himself. That is right, but the JXT champ Mark Plays is in our ring right now, so why don't we go down and hear what the champ has to say. Hello everybody, my name is Mark Plays, and in case you haven't been tuning into the greatest developmental program in all of professional wrestling, JXT, I am the JXT World Heavyweight Champion. That means I wear my brand around my waist. That means when I come up here to the JWF, I represent that brand and I represent greatness. The only problem with that is how many people in that backstage locker room there still look at me as a developmental wrestler. As someone who doesn't deserve to come here and stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with men like the Dylan, like the Captain's Champion Scotty Moore, men like Robert Hill. Which is why I'd like to formally announce to all of you my entry into this year's Developmental Rumble. A match that last year catapulted me. Well, uh, Tibbs, listen to that. That is the music of the JWF champion, Robert Hill, coming down to the ring. And Tibbs, look at this. We got champion and champion standing in the ring right across from one another. And let me tell you something, Sills. Robert Hill does not look happy. He almost looks disgusted at Mark Plays. And I, I, 
I'll be honest, I don't know why. At the end of the day, <laughs> it's almost like looking in a mirror. A dominant JXT wrestler like Mark Plays, a dominant former JXT champion like Robert Hill. These two men, while on the outside, may look different internally and through their actions. I gotta say, they couldn't be more similar. That might be so, Sills, but I think Robert Hill would disagree with you. Ah, well, why don't we hear what the champ has to say? So this is what they're churning out ever since I left JXT, huh? Putting the strap on some punk who'd rather sit backstage and play his little video games than come out to the ring and do what he is paid to do. Fight! Well, kid, champion to champion, let me tell you right now, you don't want to win that rumble. In fact, you don't even want to come close to the ring because the winner of that match gets a shot at the champion, if you haven't heard. And right now, right now, you're a big fish in an awful small pond, kid. But if you win that rumble, you'll end up just like every other JXT champion that came up here looking to make a name for themselves. Chuck Gibbons, Houston Longhorn, Big Cyrus Crane, men that thought they were tough shit until Robert Hill got in their face and kicked their ass. Oh, well... It's actually funny that you mention that, Robert, because personally, I've been seeing what's happening in your career. I've been seeing who you've faced, and I don't think you're somebody I need to worry about. Because if I'm facing the JWF champion after Summerfest, I got a feeling it's not gonna be you. Oh, Tibbs, look at that. That is a blatant shot across the bow. We know Robert Hill has been dodging the Dylan, the man he, man he lost to it, cash in the bag. And it looks like Mark Plays has just poked the bear. And ooh, the bear trying to attack with a big clothesline. But Mark Plays ducking it before hitting the ropes. And oh, dropping Robert with a massive spine buster. The JXT champion has just leveled Robert Hill. My God, Sills, look at how quickly he took Robert Hill down. <laughs> We've had men who have not been able to do that after a whole match. That is right. Now look at this. He has got Robert Hill set up in the center of the ring. Could we see it? Could we see it? He is going for it. The most electrifying move in all of gamers entertainment. The gamer elbow. And ooh, it goes straight down into the heart of Robert Hill. And Tim's Mark plays just sent an emphatic message to the champ ahead of Summerfest. Ooh, you gotta look at that, Sills. That has gotta be, that has gotta hurt Robert Hill. In more than just a chest, that is a straight stab through the ego if I've ever seen one. That is right. You got to think Robert Hill right now has got to refocus. He has got to get back on his game because the Dylan threw him off a little bit at cash in the bag with that loss. But getting taken down by a man who Robert sees as a developmental wrestler, getting that elbow straight to the heart, you know that that is going to throw him off his game big time. Of course, Sills, and if, it, if Robert Hill's not able to readjust, I don't care how strong he is, I don't care how much he's done, it's going to lose in that championship against the Dillon. 
That is right, Tibbs. But hey, speaking about evolution, speaking about guys who change, why don't we talk about what happened last week when the man known as Chuck Gibbons came out to the ring when the men known as the Hard Americans were facing off against the team of Legion. The Hard Americans, I mean, they, they were backed up against the wall with Legion's dominant forces coming after them until Chuck Gibbons came out to even the odds, taking out Croc. But the shocking thing isn't the fact that Gibbons came out. It's the fact that the leader of the Hard Americans, AJ Steele, was nowhere to be found. Exactly, Sills. We would have thought that AJ Steele, he would have been the one to come out and try to save his teammates. But no, it was Chuck Gibbons. Chuck Gibbons to his own detriment. Chuck Gibbons throwing caution to the wind. And he went to help out the rest of the Hard Americans. And honestly, Sills, I'll have to give him credit for that. That is right. And... Chuck Gibbons is backstage right now with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what he has to say about his actions last week and what's going on between him and the Hard Americans. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honeypot Mick Alcohol here with a man who was a welcome surprise for the Hard Americans last week, assisting them in gaining a victory over the team known as Legion. Welcome, Chuck Gibbons. Now, Chuck. Everyone at home wants to know, why did you assist the Hard Americans? Okay, firstly, let's cut the bullshit. They ain't the Hard Americans, and well, they damn sure didn't need my help last week, okay, honey boy? I mean, you're talking about a JXT original in Sam Adams, one of the greatest JXT champions ever. A man that's taken me myself to my limit. You're talking about Houston Longhorn. You got legends like Spider Lockhart. I've been around this company long enough to know that they shouldn't go by some dumbass name like the Hard Americans. Those men are the wild-eyed Southern boys. A title that I also hold proudly myself. And last week, I came out there to hopefully remind those guys exactly who hey, they- whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you slow down there, big man. Sorry, every, firstly, AJ Steele here. Everybody's been coming after me saying, why didn't you help your team? Well, I had faith in my team. I had confidence in them, and also, I had to record a few episodes of Wrestle Wars. But that's beyond the point. I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to do here, Gibbons. But everything is fine with the hard Americans. And we damn sure don't need your help. We had everything covered last week, and then you stuck your nose into our business. The hard Americans have been okay before you showed up in this company, and let's be honest, we'll be even better when you get out of here. Understood? Understood. Oh, Tibbs, he says he understands, but it looks like he is offering up a big shot to the jaw to AJ Steele for recompense, and I don't think things are over between these two. Not at all, Sills. I don't think I've seen a clearer message in all my years of watching or performing as a wrestler. That, that is emphatic if I ever saw it. Chuck Gibbons, he has set his sights on turning the hard Americans back to their wild-eyed southern boys' roots. 
That is right. And Tibbs, talking about being a wrestler, talking about both of us, of course, having history in that squared circle, being those type of individuals with that history, we know when we can spot electricity in the ring, that kind of energy that, that is in, invisible to the naked eye. And we certainly saw that a couple of weeks ago when the woman known as Phoenix Driver made her debut here in the JWF, saving the JWF Women's Champion Val Curry from a beatdown by her opponent tonight, Karen Bush. And ever since, the JWF universe has been clamoring to see Phoenix Driver in the ring. And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at in our main event tonight. Absolutely, Sills. When, you, when Phoenix Driver enters the arena, there is an air that falls in, around everybody, a, a heaviness. And you know that something is about to go down. That is right. And let's not forget this match, of course, for the number one contendership. Hey, a great irony there. Phoenix Driver saves Val Curry from losing her championship. But if she wins this match, she may be very well be the person who takes that title off of Val Curry. Honestly, Sills, if you ask me, I would say that may have been Phoenix Driver's uh, original drive in the first place. She wanted a fair match against the champion, and she wasn't going to let Karen Bush take that away from her. That's right, you see both of these competitors in the ring getting ready, but oh, wait, look, look at this, Karen Bush going after Phoenix Driver, just laying in the shots to the back before the bell can even ring. Tibbs, Phoenix was trying to take off her entrance gear, and Karen is taking advantage and is beating the hell out of Phoenix Driver, just pulling that jacket over her head, and this is a damn hockey fight now between these two. You know, I wish I could say I was surprised, Sills, but this is everything I've come to expect from Karen Bush. This is exactly what she knows that she can't win in a fair fight against Phoenix Driver. So she's waiting until she's distracted. She's waiting until she can't defend herself. And then she's trying to pull out a quick win. Well, I mean, Tibbs, let's also not forget. I mean, I may not agree with these actions, but this has got to be the best way for Karen to begin the match because if Phoenix had gotten any momentum out of the gate, any energy, it could have been over right now. But, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at this beautiful snapmare sending Phoenix to the mat before, oh, bouncing off the ropes and a big kick to the jaw from Karen Bush. Goes for an early pinfall one. Ooh, Phoenix kicking out just before a two count. And, and Tibbs, I got to ask you, with all this fanfare that Phoenix has had coming into this company. Do you think being taken to the mat like this could be getting in her head? I'm not entirely sure. Sills, Phoenix Driver seems like the, the type of person who doesn't let, uh, let reactions or let how other people view her affect her own performance. But I can say that if there, there is a certain feeling of a failure to deliver, especially right after you've debuted, then I think Phoenix Driver is going to have to deal with internally. And if she if she is defeated by Karen Bush in this first matchup, it is not going to spell uh, something good for her in the coming weeks. That's right. I mean, down in JXT, I mean, we've talked about it a lot tonight, our developmental territory. Uh, the woman known as Karen Bush was almost considered the spoiler. They had people like Val Curry, Phoenix Driver, Lucretia Pendragon, these powerhouses that they all expected to go straight to the moon. But instead, Karen Bush stopped them at the pass every single step of the way. But... Oh, look at this. Karen now trying to grab a headlock on Phoenix Driver. But, oh, unfortunately, Phoenix is blocking it before turning it around, dropping into a beautiful hammerlock. Phoenix Driver working over that arm of Karen Bush could be looking to set her up for that Rainmaker maneuver she likes to employ. Absolutely, Sills. And once you see that, once the rain comes down, that is it. 
Karen Bush has got to watch out for that Rainmaker like it is the plague. That's right, but look at this. Look at this. Phoenix getting back to her feet, pulling her up with her. Could she see it? Could she do it? Rainmaker! No! Oh, was going for the Rainmaker, but Karen with a beautiful reversal into a massive spine buster, sending Phoenix to the mat. And I don't know if you noticed that. That skull bounced off the edge of the apron. That was violent. Still, I can't say one thing about Karen Bush. She's got a damn good spine buster. That is right. That is the thing about Karen. She may seem non-threatening when she walks out to this ring, when she pulls up to the damn arena in a minivan, but when she steps between those ropes, she is nothing but vicious. Oh, and Tibbs speaking of minivans, looks like she is pulling her up. She has got Phoenix up. Oh, but unfortunately, Phoenix stops that attempt at that mini driver, sending her end over end with a beautiful back body drop, sending her careening to the outside of the ropes. Oh, Sills, this is not a good look. That is right. Now, what is Phoenix thinking here? Big shot to the face before bouncing off the ropes. And oh, my God, he's going for a sunset flip powerbomb to the outside. Look at this. Karen Bush holding onto that top rope, struggling to hold on because she knows that there is concrete and pain waiting for her if Phoenix can deliver that powerbomb to the outside. Absolutely, Sills. Karen Bush, she's got to be in a survival mode right now because it is about more than winning or losing this match. Her health is about to be at stake. That's right, but ooh, look at that. A big shot to the face, forcing Phoenix to release the powerbomb hold, but ooh, look at that. Sweeping the leg, taking Karen to the mat and tips. That is the beauty of Phoenix Driver. Her ability to improvise in the ring, to look at a situation, seeing what's going to work and what won't. In that moment, she saw the powerbomb wouldn't work, but hey, sweep the leg, Johnny. Take her down. Absolutely, Sills. Phoenix Driver, she has a remarkable ability to change her style up on the fly. That is right. Now, Phoenix getting things back into the ring, maybe looking to end things early, putting those educated feet to good use against Karen before, ooh, unfortunately, was going for a massive powerbomb into the center of the ring, but Karen raking the eyes, raking the eyes of Phoenix Driver. I, I don't even know if she can see that despicable woman just blinding her opponent before out dropping her with a massive clothesline. That is another thing about... Uh... Karen Bush, she can be a great wrestler when she wants to be, but she relies so much on this. I mean, she could have just gouged out one of Phoenix Driver's eyes like that. That's right, but it looks like it is paying off because she has got her up. She is going for it. The mini driver, but no! Phoenix sweeping the legs once again out from underneath her. Floats over. She's got her pinned. She's got her pinned. One, two, three. And ladies and gentlemen, just like that, we have a new number one contender to the JWF Women's Championship. And that woman is known as Phoenix Driver with a very quick pinfall on the woman known as Karen Bush who, well, I mean, look at the ring, Karen looks besides herself. Absolutely, Sills, I don't think Karen was expecting that so quickly, but that is Phoenix Driver in a nutshell, and she has delivered on her first real match. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, oh my god, Phoenix with that massive elbow strike to the back of Phoenix Driver's skull, I guess she did not take that sneak pin happy as she is now just mounted her and beating the living hell out of the number one contender in the center of the ring. Absolutely, so this is, this is deplorable on Karen, but she should just take the L and move on.
And the damn match is over, but Karen Bush is beating Phoenix Driver like a government mule, but, oh, watch out, watch out, watch out, Spear, Spear, Spear from out of nowhere, sending Karen Bush straight down into the mat, and, oh, Tibbs, can it be, can it be, it is the JWF Women's Champion, Val Curry, making her return to the company after so many weeks, and it looks like she is excited for Summerfest because she is holding that hand of Phoenix Driver high. Now that is what I like to see, Sills. Val Curry turning it around on Phoenix Driver this time. Today you, tomorrow me. That is right, Tibbs. And let me tell you something. If you want to talk about a variable dream match, the two powerhouses of JXT, the two biggest names in that division, Phoenix Driver and Val Curry going toe-to-toe -to -toe at Summerfest is definitely going to be can't-miss television. Of course, you can't miss this card, Sills. If I could impact that into everybody's brains, you're going to need to watch Summerfest. That is right, Tibbs. But before that, we have got next week's episode of JWF Ignition, where we are going to find out the final member in the semifinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament as the man known as Chuck Gibbons takes on Big Cyrus Crane. And Tibbs, you know that, Gibber, that AJ Steele is going to be watching that match very closely. Absolutely, Sills. It looks like we are about to have a civil war for the souls of the Wild-Eyed Southern Bulls. That's right. In addition, Ghazi, after that brutal attack earlier tonight, has announced that he is going to make a massive announcement next week regarding his match with Scotty Moore. And, and Tibbs, I got no idea what that guy's going to say, but if you want to talk about a guy who I definitely don't know what he's going to say, Shitty Terry's going to be here? What? Uh, he's a guy from JXT. His name is Shitty Terry. He's apparently good, though, even though his name is shit. And he's going to be here next week. And, Tibbs, I got to say, I guess the kid's going to be heading into that developmental rumble. What? Yeah, but until then, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS and pick up merch for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Give us all your money. That is right, Tibbs. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.